The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs which appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones and every kind of filth. Even so, on the outside you appear righteous, but inside you are filled with hypocrisy and evildoing. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the memorials of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have joined them in shedding the prophet's blood. And thus you bear witness against yourselves that you are the children of those who murdered the prophets. Now fill up what your ancestors measured out. The Gospel of the Lord. This is one of those passages where we read it and we think, wow, Jesus is having a really bad day. This stern language that he uses. And yet, if we read the Gospels carefully, the language that Jesus uses here is not all that unusual. We just tend to ignore it. We overlook it. Time and time again in the Gospels, Jesus sounds exactly the note he sounded here. This issue of the hypocrisy that can afflict the heart, not of the unbeliever, but precisely of the believer. And the Lord reserves his sternest words for exactly this condition. And here at a shrine dedicated to Our Lady, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that when St. Louis-Marie de Montfort wrote his masterpiece, the treatise on true devotion to the Holy Virgin, in the heart of his discussion about devotion to Mary, after talking about why it is important, in fact necessary, Father de Montfort then speaks about if we're going to have a real devotion to Mary, we have to get it right. And he begins that discussion by talking about seven kinds of wrong, in fact, false devotions to Mary. That the heart of one devoted to Mary could be bad for seven particular reasons. And the last of those seven is what he calls hypocritical devotion to Mary. He doesn't spend much time discussing it because he knows the hypocrite has no interest in getting it right. The hypocrite only wants to appear correct, only wants to appear to be holy, only wants to appear to be virtuous, 
but doesn't really bother with actually becoming virtuous. In fact, the hypocrite, as Jesus points out here, is worse than somebody who only wants to appear. Rather, he wants the appearance to conceal the wickedness, the death that lives within him. So note what Jesus says to the Pharisees and the scribes. You hypocrites, you're like the tombs that you see in the graveyard where the family comes and paints the tomb, plants the flowers, and adorns it and makes it look pretty. But it's still a tomb. It's still a grave. And if you open the door to go inside, all that meets you is the stink and the rot of death. Boy, what a frightening image for the human heart. And he looks at those who publicly presented themselves as the authentic witnesses to the faith, the authentic interpreters of the law, those who knew better than Moses what the law meant. And yet Jesus, seeing their hearts, knows that beneath all of that is a certain status-seeking, a certain desire to advance themselves politically and socially and economically, a certain grasping after gain, a certain willingness to use the law to damage others so that they could advance themselves. And he calls them on that. It doesn't matter. And I'll use some contemporary Catholic language now. It doesn't matter if you wear a cassock or a habit. It doesn't matter how large the rosary in your hand is or how straight you kneel in the bench if all that is is an appearance. It's not that an appearance is nothing, but it's not much. And there are all too many through the history of the people of God who cloaked a certain nastiness of the heart, a certain cruelty of disposition behind the mask of wanting to be authentic. We see this in our broader society every day with the virtue singling that goes on all around us. We have the signaling of tolerance, which then seeks to shut down any viewpoint that disagrees with it, often violently and angrily. We see a certain signaling of a false and empty patriotism which wants to hide all kinds of things beneath the drapery of a flag and it's just as empty. We hear it on the internet all the time with self-appointed teachers who know better than Rome what the church says. And when we look under the hood, there's a certain anger, a certain viciousness, a certain willingness to, with a smile on the face, rip somebody else apart. This is what Jesus was speaking about. 
He's not speaking about men who lived 2,000 years ago. He's speaking about a man who's been alive through human history, a woman who's been alive through human history, the one who hides a certain anger, a certain viciousness behind an exaggerated cloak of virtue, apparent virtue, not real virtue. And so the Lord, who knows the heart, also says, I'm not interested in your appearance. I'm not interested in the show you put on. Because I judge the heart, not the clothing. I judge the heart, not the slogans. I judge the reality, not the deception. Over this last year and a half, we've heard a lot of things about masking. But here the Lord is turning to the Pharisees and saying, unmask your hearts, unmask yourselves. Because the mask we have to worry about is not the one that covers our nose and mouth. The mask we have to worry about is the one we hide our wickedness behind. And there are those who think, because I've fooled my brothers and sisters, everything's going to go well with me. And they forget that there is one who can't be fooled, and that is the Lord. What a powerful and important teaching that is. It was so important that St. Louis de Montfort includes it in his discussion about devotion to Mary, where he effectively says, Beware the one whose devotion to Mary is a bit too exaggerated, whose sweetness is a bit too cloying, who makes a show of doing all of the outward things but makes no attempt to address the wickedness that lives within. We don't usually hear devotion to Mary spoken of in those ways because we trust it. And know what Father de Montfort is saying. A hypocritical devotion is dangerous precisely because we trust it. One of the reasons we've gone through these painful years of dealing with scandal in the church is because things and people we trusted used that trust and the signs of trust to cover over and hide a predatory wickedness. That's what Jesus is talking about here 2,000 years ago. And when he addresses the scribes and the Pharisees, he's also addressing the rest of the people of God, saying, open your eyes and judge rightly. Because it's not the slogans, it's not the outfit, it's not the posture that communicates goodness. It's the reality of what comes out of that person. When you open the door to that heart, what's there? Is it a home where goodness is welcomed? Or is it a place where goodness has gone to die? It's a chilling teaching, but a very, very important one. 
and an important one for us here at Mass, because what's going to happen in a few minutes? We're going to come forward. And you know, let's be honest, broadly conceived, our gestures are going to be the same. We're going to get up. We're going to walk forward. Some of us will extend our hands. Some of us will open our mouths. And let me be clear, neither gesture is holier than the other. But there are some who want to teach that. The church allows both. The church allows both. It is not holier if I receive communion on my knees or holier if I stand. These gestures may indicate something legitimate that is happening in me, and they're fine. I'm also saying don't do either of these things. I'm not saying that. But it is important as we come forward to recognize all of that is merely an external form which may or may not correspond to something that's happening inside of me. What really matters is what is the state of the heart into which I am receiving my Lord? Is it a heart that's alive? A heart that desires his life? A heart that is willing to say to the Lord, Wicked as I can be, I desire to be better for you. Or is it a heart that's content to say, as long as people think I'm good, I must be good. You know, it's, it's one of those odd things where at something, at a moment so beautiful and so important as the reception of Holy Communion, we see how the shallow, the empty, the vain, the aspect of social show can creep into that. But this is not performance art. This is reality. The Lord Jesus Christ will come to us. We will stretch out our hands. We will open our mouths, standing or kneeling. We will receive him. And the really important thing is not the gesture. The gesture is not unimportant, but it is not the important. The really important thing is what's, what's going on when I open the door to that heart? Is it merely a whitewashed exterior? Or is it clean on the inside too? And if it's not as clean as it should be, and whose heart is except hers? And whose heart is? Are we willing to ask him for his grace to make it better? and more pleasing to him. Because what we want, in fact, what we really want is to be whitewashed on the outside and whitewashed on the inside. We want to be clean outside in our gestures, in how we present ourselves, but we want that to be the reflection of, the expression of a cleanliness that is ours from within. This is why the Lord is speaking in such strong terms. Because otherwise, it's, all we are is merely a pretty shell. We're hollow men and hollow women. And the world doesn't need any more hollow lives. The world needs lives of substance, lives of solidity. 
the world needs human hearts that aren't just physically alive, but are morally alive, spiritually alive, truly personally alive, as scripture so beautifully says, hearts that are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And that is why we gather here in this place today. At the feet of her whose heart was most fully alive to God in and for Christ Jesus. A heart so alive to God that Jesus Christ came into the world through that heart. And so we also ask her to stand with us because we don't want a shallow, empty, false devotion to Our Lady. We want that true devotion, which purges hypocrisy from the heart. That true devotion which cleans up the heart. That true devotion to Our Lady that makes the heart not simply able to receive life, but better able to embrace it and live it in its fullness. And the life we embrace has a name. And his name is Jesus Christ. And in just a few moments, that is who we extend our hands to. That is who we open our mouths to receive and consume. That is who we welcome into our lives when we open that door in this sacrament. What a great thing that is. And so note, what Jesus is really saying to the scribes and the Pharisees of his day and to us today, goodness shouldn't come to your heart to die. It should come to your heart to live. Because I've come, not that you be whitewashed on the outside and empty on the inside. I've come that you might have life and have it with abundance. And let us say amen to that abundance today. Amen.